When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back with United. Highway to heaven, three wide with cover, but dangerous edges away now. He's starting to open up the favourite. Third quarter, 28-1, and dangerous. He takes off into the straight, eight metres in front of Cosimo, who sticks on. Highway to heaven makes ground, then Melanian and United, but dangerous is cruising away. He's got some, uh, some things to learn, but he's very good. And dangerous cruises in first up, one at three metres. Cosimo Rens. Dangerous really winning the tab download the app pace and his ownership group were probably pretty dangerous with a race. Horse in race eight as well for a long night ahead of them. A great bunch of people and uh, there was a bit go on before the race uh, with him galloping in a score up and causing a false start or he couldn't get back into his position. So uh, he was lucky. Favourite punters were lucky. Uh, Cosimo continues his great form without much luck but this time with a bit forcing his own luck running a really good second Millennium in for third. Highway to Heaven was my value play in this race, and it ran fourth. And a little tick for Naomi Kerr with United running fifth. Uh, she had the two in the race. Uh, Jackson Beach did a little bit of work, but uh, United had that beautiful run on the leaders back and finished off in fifth spot. Steve, uh, he was pretty good, dangerous, but he's still got a little bit to learn. Yeah, he certainly does. It sort of throws you back to memories of Catch a Wave in his early days. He, did he didn't bit, want yeah. to score up yeah, and things yeah. like that. It's something to do with horses with a bit of ability. I think they get on top of themselves and uh, just get a little bit uh, worked up. But uh, amazingly, once he got going around on the back of the mobile, when they did a lap, he, he just seemed to settle and was happy with his head up on the gate. And as soon as the race uh, started, he was just in professional mode then. There was no signs of him playing up or doing anything silly. It was just that circling up and uh, walking up to the mobile where he just wanted to play around a bit. And, yeah, if they can sort that out, he's uh, he's a very, very nice horse. And he just had that race pretty much covered from uh, the moment the green light went on. Just rolled to the front, 31 first quarter, 31.5 second quarter. Couldn't ask for an easier run out in front, 28-2, home in 27-1, and, and just made it too hard for anything to get near him. As you said, Cosimo, he went really good. He, he, he runs a lot of places, this horse. He, he just doesn't seem to want to win many, but he, he always looks good running mm. places. Melanian uh, was a nice run in the third, and as you mentioned, highway to heaven as well, only beaten 10.4 metres. Um, sort of not much to come out of the race other than dangerous showing how much class he's got and he will certainly improve off that run so Ryan Sanderson rated him perfect out, for, out in front for his first up effort. Where does he go to? Do you think he goes obviously I would have thought he'd be looking towards Chariots of Fire as the ultimate aim surely Yeah so Bonanza next start and then straight up to Sydney I'd say that it will be the go yeah, there's a couple of leading races. I can't think of what they're called. Is the Paleface Adios and something else into the Chariots of Fire? You have yes. to qualify for it. So, yeah. uh, or the Bonanza gets you straight in. Yeah, the Bonanza is part of those qualification. Is part of that qualification process, and obviously Catalpa Rescue will play the same game. I would have thought. But of the two, who would you rather be on, Dangerous or Catalpa Rescue? Uh, if he scores up, probably Dangerous. Yeah, I, I would have thought so. Yeah, he's. Um, 
he's just something about him. He's uh, He's got a little bit of X factor, and I think you're right about catch a wave. I did think the same thing myself. He's got a bit of catch a wave about him at the moment. So, And he's still a stallion. So, well, it says he's a, he says he's a stallion. That's not always 100% correct, but it says he's a still a stallion. Uh, I'm pretty sure he is. No, no little black bookers here? Uh, no, not out of race one. Uh, nothing nothing uh, taking my fancy. Sorry, Tobes. Yeah, that's okay. I thought Millennium... It's actually a very light night on uh, Black Bookers, too. I thought Millennium went pretty well. He pulled hard in the score up, and then he was over racing throughout the race. And the one on his back, Heavenly Charm, went pretty well first up as well. I would have given a little tick for Heavenly Charm. I reckon Snooze would have been happy with Heavenly Charm, and I think we'll see better from Heavenly Charm as Snooze's horses generally work into a campaign. It was the other one for me that I put down. Well, she is in the little black book, Heavenly Charm. Already. So, uh, yeah, yeah she's, she's already in there. She, she just done such an amazing job last prep. So she stays in. So there's no worries that way. She'll certainly get better with a little bit of racing. Um, look, Melania, I mean, I know he pulled a little bit, but still, they, they got well beaten. Cosimo beat him by seven metres. Um, you know, I, I don't know mm. if he'd be... I wouldn't be laying into him next start, put it that way. Yeah, fair enough. Race two was the Lifestyle Communities Trot. On the inside, Kai Valley Hotspur, and then came Chinese Whisper. Kai Valley, yeah, the favourite. Kiyang Chucky's a fair way off them. Three wide, becoming the widest. Off the back, 28-5 for the third quarter. And the leader into the straight, Naked Ambition, tackled by Hot to Trot. Chinese Whisper and Kiyang Chucky are coming home hard. It's Hot to Trot in front. Kiyang Chucky, though, over the top. Kiyang Chucky hit the lead. Elderbear and Dino runs on well out wider as well. Kicking on is Kai Valley Hotspur, but Kiyang Chucky won it. Much better run from Elderbear and Dino. It was charging home in the photo with Kai Valley Hotspur for second and then hot to trot Chinese whisper. Key Yang Chucky winning the lifestyle communities trot, beating Elder Baron Dino and Kai Valley Hotspur. And I would do work pretty consistently to my lead rates. That first race I didn't mention was 29, the lead rate, which wasn't anything overly impressive really for that class of horse. And this wasn't that hard either. Twenty nine seven was that lead rate for the trotters of this level. It's not huge. They did keep running though, thirty point five, thirty point two, and Keying Chucky, I just just felt like he was never going to win the race. Uh, and I wondered, Steve, how important it was that he flushed out that uh, Chinese whisper in front of him at about the six hundred meter mark, just to give him that cover and that suck into the race. Uh, yeah, it was sort of good, but sort of bad, I suppose, in mm. a way, because he really didn't get the, the trail in that he was hoping for. Um, you know, the hot to trot then came out in front of Chinese Whisper on the corner, and that's when he had to peel out four wide. He sort of was hoping that they would uh, drag him into a little bit better than what they did, but... Gee, when he peeled him out at the top of the straight, hasn't this bloke got a sprint on him? Mm. He absolutely went whoosh. He was six wide and just balanced up and, and won very, very nicely. Jason Lee said that they are now looking to the great Southern star with this bloke. So uh, it'd be interesting to see how he handles that step up in class. It certainly is going to be a step up, but this little bloke, he has got plenty of ability. And sometimes when you do throw him in the deep end against those uh, better horses, it can uh, really make them. And, uh, you know, sometimes it breaks them. But I think if they've got ability like this horse has and Kiang Ignite has and that, when you throw them into those deep ends, they, they tend to swim and get a lot stronger from it. So uh, I don't think it's a bad move by uh, Paddy to put this one in the Great Southern State. Uh, Dino was really great to see him get back uh, to some of his better form. He's been sort of lost his last few runs. He just, you know, we haven't been able to see anything like the old Aldebaran Dino. But this week he got home very good uh, up the straight. I, 
I nearly he was in our black book and then he um he went out when he disappeared off the scene for some time and I was tempted to put him in, but I want to see him do it again. He's got to get back into regular form. He'll probably come out and win next start on that run. But, uh, you know, he was 100 to 1 for a reason. And uh, I just want to see him do it again and say, hey, I'm back. Because we know how much ability he's got when he is at his best. I just want to see him just show it all again. Kai Valley Hotspur was good. Leaders back uh, was sitting there waiting for the sprint lane to come up. And luckily, Kiang Chucky, you know, Jason said he was pretty mindful that he had to get going before. Puffer could get up the sprint lane and uh, maybe get a break on him. So it was a good run after being held up, hot to trot, had a nice sit throughout the run, came out at the you know halfway around the corner at a pivotal part, got clear running and uh, only got beaten 3.1 metres. And Chinese Whisper, who was really struggling on that corner when they mm. were sprinting hard and then hot to trot came out, it battled again in the straight. So it's got home to only be beaten by 6.2 metres and, and wasn't a bad run there at all. But uh, just a bit of a, a funny character, Chinese Whisper. When he's good, he's very good. And when he's not, he's, he's pretty plain. So, uh, you know, we'll keep following him. He's in the black book. So, uh, yeah, he, he'll stay there. But, um, look, Kiang Chucky, I'm not going to put him in the black book because I know what he's got coming up you know, in front of him now yeah, with a yeah. little, with a great sudden start. If they were dodging that race, I would have black booked him for sure. But I don't want to just have him go in there and then be a black book runner, just, you know, filling up numbers. We try to protect the black book a little bit. Um, so, yeah, as much as he would go straight in off that run, we're actually going to leave him out for now just because he is going to be taking on, you know, just believe Queen Elider, those horses. So it's a massive, massive step up in class. He looked like Chinese Whisper when Hot to Trot pulled out. He sort of spat the dummy out a little bit, and he lost his bat when he lost his balance or something, and he just never really got balanced right back up again. That's how it looked to me, and I would have thought. Yeah. He... Then he come again in the straight. Yeah, I know. Like once he finally sort of got balanced again, I reckon mm. his his mum would have picked that dummy up a few times when he was eat, when he was young. Chinese <laughs> Whisper, something. <laughs> tough. What do you so. reckon? He's just that. <laughs> with all due respect to him, and uh, he's just that sort of horse for some reason. And Elder Barandino, he's a curious character isn't he he went around last year in the Dullard Cup and ran sixth and you know he beat three home in that race he was thrown in the deep end at that stage he had three runs in July and didn't seem right then he had two in November and a couple of weeks off then he had a one early December and then it was another 21 days till he raced again late in December and then it was another 27 days in between that Bendigo run or 28 days between that Bendigo run and the Melton run. So obviously something has not been quite right with him behind the scenes. And I'd say he's back to his best and about where he was 12 months ago off the back of that run. And I wouldn't be surprised. He did get thrown into the Great Southern Star last year if he's nominated for the Great Southern Star. But at the moment, I think there might be about 40 nominations. So I don't know how we're going to get them into two fields. And I'll touch on that a bit more later in the show as I have been texting with someone who's going to throw their horse in for a nomination, which is interesting as well. Uh, we won't. Mate. Yeah, go. No, no, no. I was just going to say, Elder Barandino, I think uh, the best move with him, I didn't get to speak to Chris to find out what has been happening with mm. him, but I hope they protect him a little bit now and just get that confidence back up because if he gets back to his best, they're going to have a lot of fun with him again. Yeah, because he was trending really well this time 12 months ago, wasn't he? He just looked yeah. like he was going to be a really measure up to that top range somewhere in that sort of fourth to tenth bracket, if that made sense. But he's been a bit off that. A few other good little runs back in the field that people would have been happy with, like in anywhere Hugo was only beaten 10 metres, sort of a tradesman-like effort, I thought. Um, 
Hot to trot went okay. Made a couple of efforts during the run. I think Anthony Bolt would have been happy with him. Yeah, I think uh, anything back to uh, sort of maybe seventh would be happy. Mm. Um, Tipsy Turvy sort of didn't really do much. Um, getting beaten 24 and a half metres. And Ebony's Avenger and Naked Ambition were very, um, yeah, very poor, I thought, uh, getting well, well beaten. Yeah. All right. Let's get to the 11.30 news. We'll come back the other side, 11.30, and we'll recap the Catanar Jewels Mercury 82nd heat.